You are listening to the Best in Wealth podcast, episode number 240. This is the Best in Wealth podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing, and you should too. Well, hello everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping real people, that is you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I'm a fiduciary, a fee-only certified financial planner, an educator, and a wealth advisor, and it's great to be with you today. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. If you're a long-time listener, welcome. And if you like what you hear on this podcast, please go to your Purple Podcast or your iTunes Podcast app and leave Best in Wealth a review or leave a review wherever you consume your podcasts. Today's episode is all about uncertainty. But before we get to the topic of the day, I bought a pretty new truck about a year and a half ago, and it has a button. It's a Ford F-150, and it has a button that is Blue Cruise. If you put that sucker in cruise control and you hit the Blue Cruise button, guess what? The truck becomes self-driving. I can take my hands off the wheel. I have the speed limit set. The truck will slow down and speed up to the speed limit that is set based on what cars are in front of me, and it will do the steering for me. Pretty scary, isn't it? So when it comes to me and vehicles, I know very little. I am the son of a carpenter. No, I'm not Jesus, but I am a son of a carpenter. And My dad knew very little about cars. He knew a lot about construction, very little about cars. And therefore, so did I. Like, no one ever taught me. I don't even think I could change my own oil if I wanted to. But I do know this, that there are a few things that I want to know about from a high level. Like, how in the world is this truck driving by itself? Because if I don't know from a high level what's going on, I'm sure as heck not going to use the Blue Cruise button because it's just way too scary. I don't need to know every little fine detail, but I do need to know some of the basics to make sure that I am pretty certain that I'm not going to crash and die. Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, here we go. Uncertainty is underrated. What do I mean by that? Well, before we get to that, I just wanted to list off a couple or a few any anyway of the great minds of finance and investing. As I began my road in the early 2000s to learn everything I could about investing, I read books and watched videos and read research papers from people like Benjamin Graham, Sir John Templeton, John Neft, Thomas Rowe Price, Peter Lynch, the great John Bogle, 
and a guy named David Booth. And what I really liked about David Booth is he was really practical. And before I start talking about David Booth, because he is the executive chairman of Dimensional Fund Advisors. So those are different mutual funds and exchange-traded funds that can be invested. And I, by no means, am giving any investment recommendations. And I'm going to read to you an article that John Booth came out with at the end of January. And within this article, there is zero investment recommendations. I am not recommending dimensional funds. I am not recommending Vanguard because I mentioned John Bogle and he founded Vanguard. I'm not recommending T. Rowe Price funds. I am merely talking about a great mind in finance and want to read to you an article about uncertainty that I think will really help us understand the reason why we need to embrace uncertainty and not be scared of uncertainty. All right, now that I got all those disclaimers out of the way, I'm going to read you an article that John Booth, who, by the way, is one of the great minds that I've been following for a long time. He graduated from the University of Kansas. From there, he enrolled at the University of Chicago Graduate School of Business as a doctorate student, and he left in 1971 and soon after started Dimensional Funds with his partner Rex Springfield. While he was at the University of Chicago, he was a research assistant to Nobel laureate in finance, Eugene Fama. This guy was around the great minds of finance and became a great mind in finance. In fact, as John Booth became very successful, he at one point donated millions of dollars to the University of Chicago and in 2008 was his biggest gift of $300 million. And so now the University of Chicago, the School of Business, is the Booth School of Business. So both in his great mind and the money that he donated, he now is at the University of Chicago. It is the Booth School of Business. And what I really like about John Booth is he's so stinking. Did I say John? Have I been saying John Booth? His name is David Booth. And I'm telling you, I'm just spewing all over how great of a person that I think that he is. And I think I've been calling him John. His name is David, David Booth. But what I love about David Booth is he is so darn practical. And he writes monthly, bi-monthly. And he came out with this article, Uncertainty is Underrated. And he came out with this at the end of January. So I'm going to read this to you. And I may interject a couple times. And I'm going to let you know when I am. And I'm reading it to you because no one says it better than David Booth explaining uncertainty. And it is going to be so valuable for you as a family steward. So here we go. For many people, uncertainty is something to avoid or at least mitigate. But what about the positive things that uncertainty can bring? Without it, there would be no surprises, no joy in watching sports, and no 10% average annualized return on the stock market over the past century, as the S&P 500 has delivered 
on average over the last 100 years. And he goes on to say, let me explain the last one, the 10% part. If there was no uncertainty, returns would be predictable and there would be no difference between putting your money in a savings account or investing in the stock market. We have all lived through years like 2022 when the market went down a lot and years like 2023 when it went up a lot. The potential risk makes possible the potential reward. So thank goodness for uncertainty. Let's stop there for a second. When you have money in your savings account, and right now it's earning a better interest rate as long as you're smart about it and have it at the right bank, then you have been earning because interest rates are higher. So that's good. But that interest rate, although it may change, it's certain you're going to certainly receive interest back and your money is not going to go down in value at any point during your investment. The stock market is different. The stock market is a roller coaster ride. The stock market, like 2022, the S&P 500 was down 18.5% and then 2023 was up 26%. And those are not abnormal returns for the stock market. It's just when we average them all together that we see the 10%. So the uncertainty that you're taking when you invest in the stock market is you don't know from day to day or week to week or month to month or even year to year what those returns are going to look like. That is completely uncertain. Nobody knows. Many people have a guess on the TV, but that's all they're doing is guessing. They're not getting paid to make the right prediction. They're just getting paid to make a prediction. Nobody knows. That's the uncertain part. But we have confidence as investors that over time, the stock market has delivered a 10% return. Does that mean that it will in the future? No. But the reason why we get a higher rate of return in the stock market versus your savings account is only because of the uncertainty. If there wasn't uncertainty, like David mentions in his article, you wouldn't get an average rate of 10% because you're not taking any risk of uncertainty. It would be just like your savings account. All right, let's go on. People often talk about the downside to uncertainty rather than the upside. There's even a term called loss aversion. Loss aversion reflects how a loss can feel more painful than a gain of an equal amount. Maybe that's why uncertainty is underrated. What David is saying here is if you experience an 18% drop in the stock market like the S&P 500 did in 2022, that feels with loss aversion twice as bad as when the stock market goes up 18%. The bad stuff hurts twice as much as an equal opposite good thing. Back to the article. Because of uncertainty, Life is one cost-benefit analysis after another, and we have no choice but to manage risk. At the extremes, some people may try to completely ignore risk, while others might try to completely eliminate risk. Then there's everyone else. We can't control the weather, but we can take an umbrella if it looks like it might rain. 
We weigh the cost of carrying around an umbrella against the benefit of staying dry if it rains. We manage risk with our health, work, family, and just about every other part of our life, including investing. Because while few things are certain, we still have to make decisions big and small on all of this uncertainty. The better we manage risk, the better our lives will be. Going back to the weather example, we want to carry an umbrella only when we might need one. When it comes to investing, you can't manage stock market returns, but you can manage the risk you take. So how can investors get better at managing risk? Great stuff by David Booth. Great and practical, like really getting our arms around what uncertainty is and why it's a benefit to us so we can earn a higher average rate of return in the stock market than a savings account with basically no uncertainty. So the next part of the article goes on to three different bullet points on how investors, how you and how I can better manage risk. So in this article, we're going to talk about what to avoid, what to do, and that you can do it. Let's start with what to avoid. One way of managing risk is to eliminate some of the things you shouldn't do. No matter your personal view on health habits, There are certain things that research has shown are true for most people. Fried foods, cigarettes, and sugar don't promote health. Avoiding these increases your chance of a healthy outcome. There are choices you can make to improve your chance of a good investing outcome. Don't get caught up trying to predict the unpredictable. That means not trying to time the market or pick winning stocks. Duh. That's what I talk about all of the time. Listen, we are family stewards. So we are, for the most part, good at not yanking our money out of the market when we feel like things are bad and putting the money back in the market when we think things are better. That's a loser's game. And there is so much evidence to support that. But as I mentioned in the last couple of podcasts, and go to Best in Wealth and listen to the last couple of podcasts that came out, we as family stewards still have trouble staying in our seat in all of the different asset classes we should be in when we are investing. So we do try and time the market when it comes to, hey, I think growth is going to do better than value, or small is going to do better than large, or international is going to do better than U.S. And I explained two weeks ago, in the podcast, that we can't time that either. And all of the evidence shows us then what when we do try and do that, we it ends up being a loser's game. And by a loser's game, I don't mean that you're going to end up with a negative return year after year. It's probably still going to be on average rate positive. We're just saying you left a lot of money on the table by trying to predict something you have no business predicting and nobody has any business predicting. Okay, back to the article. What to do? What should we do? There are positive ways of dealing with risk, capturing the benefits of what scientific research has shown us. With health, that means instead of consuming fried foods, cigarettes, and sugar, we should exercise more, eat more vegetables, and get regular checkups. 
Diversification allows us to reduce our risk while capturing the returns of the market. Please go back to episode number 238, which is two weeks ago where I talk all about diversification. Think of diversification like exercising every day, like eating the right foods every day. And think of an undiversified portfolio as someone who's smoking cigarettes and eating McDonald's every day. Because with it, now back to the article, with investing, we've learned that risk is more predictable than returns. So you want to plan and find the amount of risk that is right for you. Each person may be different. Regardless of what level of risk feels right, you should invest and be prepared for a range of outcomes. The more, and that's the uncertainty, the more you have a philosophy you can count on and return to in times when you are experiencing the ups and the downs of uncertainty, the more likely you are to succeed as a long-term investor, which goes all the way back to the investment policy statement that I talk about often. We need a plan, and that needs to be a written investment plan that we know that we can consistently and constantly go back to because it was made individually for you And now we can go back to it during these heightened times of uncertainty. And there's uncertain periods in every single year in the stock market for the last 100 years. And there will be uncertainty every single year in the stock market for the next 100 years. We got to learn to manage it. And the last part of the article is you can do it. You know more than you think you do about investing. Investing is all about risk and reward. And so is every other part of your life. You've been managing risk and reward for as many years as you've been living. With investing in life, some years are better than others. But the most important thing is to be able to stick around and see what happens next. That's why I see uncertainty as a positive force and have faith in the ability of people to find better ways to manage risk. I've worked with thousands of investors during my five decades in finance and seen how when they manage risk better, they live a better life. Instead of trying to predict your future, plan, adapt, and figure out the most sensible solutions for you. With uncertainty, you make the best informed choices you can, monitor the results, and make changes as necessary. Accepting outcomes doesn't mean you don't try to shape them where you can or to take advantage of opportunities when they present themselves to you. You do your homework and learn to make trade-offs between possible risk and reward. The key is to develop a philosophy, define your goals, and steer toward them, adjusting along the way. You might not only be understanding uncertainty, but you may be understanding the positive impact and then embracing it. And that's the end of the article. Those are true words of wisdom from David Booth, even though I called him John Booth for a little while. And this is something that we can take with us. This is something that we can wrap our heads around. Just like 
I don't need to know everything about how this Blue Cruise works on my Ford F-150, but I do need to know some basics. The same goes for you for investing. You don't need to take a 10,000 foot dive into investing, but you really need to know the basics around uncertainty and how important that of a role that plays in your retirement plan and in retirement. And if some of this stuff scared you, reach out, contact me, Scott, at fortressplanninggroup.com and schedule a second opinion with me. If you're a do-it-yourself investor, remember, read this or listen to this podcast over and over when you're in times that you feel like are troubling and you feel like you need to make some sort of move in your portfolio and then go back to your investment policy statement. And if you don't have an investment policy statement, shame on you, because that is what's gonna keep you grounded now when you reach financial freedom and all the way into retirement. Uncertainty does not need to be scary at all. Listen, I look at the stock market 10 times a day. I am strategically rebalancing client portfolios, tax loss harvesting, asset location, withdrawal sourcing, all of these things and all of these portfolios every single day I know exactly what's going on. But guess what? I have my own portfolio. I am saving for retirement myself and I am equipped to handle the risk that I am taking in my portfolio because I understand some of these things. I might understand the 10,000 foot dive because I've been doing this for many, 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 many years, but it's the basics that I understand as well in the basic notion of uncertainty that I'm going to have crappy times in the market because I want a good average return in the long run. That's all the time I have. I hope everyone has a great, great, great weekend and we will see you on the flip side. Bye-bye. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.